Welcome to the Messy Walk Podcast with Pastor Adam Cook, where our goal is to have a genuine and authentic conversation about the Christian faith journey and what a messy walk with Jesus really looks like. Make sure to follow us for future episodes that will be posted regularly each Wednesday. We hope you enjoy this episode. Welcome everybody to the Messy Walk Podcast. This is episode 81 and it's ninth in the series that we're in called Fact Check where we are fact checking common phrases that we hear in our culture. Why are you squinting at me? I'm sorry. (laughs) Adam's over here squinting at me. I was like, did I say something wrong? Anyway, this is episode 81 and we're in a series about um, fact checking common phrases that we hear in our culture and why they fail the test of true wisdom or false wisdom, earthly wisdom. And I'll let Adam take it from here because yep. that's the best I got. Yeah, it was pretty good. And I squinted at you and threw yes. it off. Yes, yeah, he really threw me off. I don't feel good. So I got something in my nose and my eyes feel all funky. You know how you do when you get sick. So um, anyway, I don't know what I did to throw Chloe off. but <laughs> something squinted at me. I squinted. Like ever the mean eye look. Yes. I which was if like, you know I... me, you know that uh, I have fat cheeks and so I'm always squinting. And so if I smile, <laughs> this was you different. can't see my eyes. I'm telling you, this was different. He was not smiling. It was just the eyes. <laughs> she thought something was wrong. Yeah, but yeah. so so longer series here. We're in like this is number nine of that series. Um, so you can go back and listen to a bunch of them if you want to. But just grabbing some of that stuff that we hear around us all the time. Specifically, what we're talking about is the stuff we're exposed to on social media for the most part um, that we just take and run with and share. Of like, yeah, this is the truth, right. you know. And and uh, and it's like they they appear to be nuggets of wisdom. But what we thought about doing and what we've been doing for the last nine episodes was, well, let's just take those and see if they're true. And what we have found is that the majority of them, all the ones we picked at least, they don't hold up. Right. And so we're taking and we're sticking them through. Um, James chapter 3, 14 through 17 is this incredible piece of scripture that gives you this quick filter to be able to determine whether something is like real, this is real wisdom. This is true wisdom from God um, that you should you should you know kind of stake your life on, right? Like you should build um, your house on this true wisdom, or it's false wisdom that is uh, something we should toss out as fast as possible and not continue to put out there into right. the world, right? And unfortunately, all these little memes and things that we see, we end up kind of believing them. Because um, there's, there's a little twinge of truth to all of them. Mm-hmm. We start believing them and we start sharing them. And now mm-hmm. we've sent this false wisdom out into the world. Like the one we just did is the one I despise the most, which is people don't change. Um, we get hurt by somebody or whatever, and we feel that about folks, and we throw yeah. that out there. And that is so anti-gospel and funny. And so we need to just make sure we're not doing that. Um, and some of these are really challenging. Like we did an episode in this series um, where we debunked it is what it is. We put it is what it is through the filter. It came out as false wisdom. And I got several people that um, listened to the podcast, one that I'm close friends with, and he was like, I'm really mad at you for doing that podcast. He was like, because I say that statement every day, all the time. <laughs> and I am now very convicted by it. <laughs> and I don't know how to get it out of my vocabulary because it's my go-to phrase yeah. constantly. Here's the thing about this guy. And you guys know, I'll just throw out who it is. You know who it is because he's been on the podcast yeah. at least twice. It's I Josh figured Krabs. that's who yeah. you're talking about because I saw he shared it on Facebook. Josh Krabs is, is uh, one of our missionaries. He's in, with Casas Por Cristo. We've had several people from their organization on. We've got another one on um, coming up in the mm-hmm. next in the next set of series. We've got yep. a, another missionary, um, Ian Duggar, um, who is with Casas in the Dominican. So anyway, Josh, um, who now runs um, 
the Dominican, Guatemala, and Nicaragua um, mm-hmm. for casas. Anyway, he was telling me about it, and he was so you know just driving him crazy because he says that phrase all the time. And when we were talking on the phone, he mentioned he was like. And yet, what's bad is, is that I say this all the time in these foreign countries, and now it has picked up. And so, the, the oh, crew gosh. that I'm working with, they now say this in Spanish all the time, right? And so, now it's picked up, this whole it is what it is. And so, he's like, he's feeling, you know, burdened by the fact that he's now, you know, exporting this false wisdom out there. So, that's right. that's kind of what we're talking about yeah. is, not to beat up on Josh, but... No. Um, Trying to, we're talking about the fact that we need to realize that this is false wisdom so yeah. that we don't continue to put it out there for other people to buy like it's wisdom, right? Because there are people that are following you. Right. They're listening to you. Yeah. And if you say, this is the wisdom I live by, then they very easily pick it up and go, okay, well, that must be true then because it's coming from Josh the missionary, right? right? Or it's coming from Adam the pastor or, you know, whatever it may right. be. And so we're just taking them and sticking them through the filter and then they're failing, and we're just talking through them. So today's yeah. one is, uh, what is it, Chloe? Do good, and good will come to you. Do good, and good will come to you. Um, do good, and good will come to you. This fail. is <laughs> fail, right? I mean, my gosh, <laughs> this could not be a more you-centered question ever. Like it is statement. It is such a selfish thought. Like. Do good and good will come to you. How about how about just do good, no matter what comes back to you, right? Like, I mean, th- this one is so crazy. Um, it is so you centered. So when we throw this through the filter, we're gonna we're gonna realize that it fails completely on the demonic front. Right. All right. So so here's the filter again, real fast. Those of you that missed or knew, um, in James three fourteen through seventeen, what he says is, nutshell, Adam Cook paraphrase. He says that false wisdom is earthly, unspiritual, and demonic. The false wisdom of this world is earthly, unspiritual, and demonic. Earthly means it's focused on the here and the now, right now, right here, right? There's no, like, mindset of eternity at all. There's no greater time frame. It's just, like, right here, right now. That's why YOLO failed, by the way. That's why you only live once failed is because it was just focused on right now. And then he says that false wisdom is unspiritual as well, which means it's all about your own power. Yep. Like it, it heeds nothing of the Holy Spirit's power. It's what can I can do. Um, and then he says it's demonic. And when he says demonic, what he's talking about is it's you centered. And so that means that true wisdom would be different from this. Right. True wisdom would not be earthly. It'd be eternal. It would be focused on eternity. Um, true wisdom would be holy. It wouldn't be unspiritual, mm-hmm. which means that it is all about God's power not about your power or my power, human power. Mm. And then true wisdom would be holy, which means God is centered in it mm. and not us or people versus the demonic part. And so what you get here is just this really, really cool little test to be able to throw things through. So when you take do good and good will come to you, Chloe already said it failed, but let's talk about how it fails. So do good and good will come to you. Is that earthly Focused on the here and now, or is that eternal, eternity focused? Does it fail that one? I feel like it's focused on the here and now. Why why do you feel that way? Because you're talking about do good and good will come to you. You're not saying like do good and good will come to you in heaven or something. You know, it's focused on what's going to come to you right now, what's happening to you right now. Absolutely. It definitely feels like a, a situation where you're taking 
the premise of Scripture, you're taking the premise of God's kingdom, right, as Jesus lays out, like, for example, store up for yourself treasures in heaven, right. or what you sow, you reap, um, but you are applying it to a limited time frame of right now. So this one has, definitely has the reference of you do good here, and in this life, good is going to come back to you. Right. Um, and so that is not at all what we see in Scripture. That is, I mean, Jesus says, store up for yourself treasures in heaven, Right. right? In other words, that there's this a big eternity mindset to it. Um, when the Bible discusses sowing and reaping, it does not always refer to the reaping being right here, right now. Yeah. That that is referring to God God watering, God growing, and then there will be a harvest at some point, whether that's here or there or whatever. There's got to be a right. bigger eternity mindset. Right. And this one here definitely comes down to a. It feels like. I mean, it definitely appears that when we say this, we're talking about like in our lifetime. Yeah. Right. So so it fails, but not too bad. Right. I mean, it's not as bad. Um, Unspiritual. It means it's all about your own power. This is where, to me, it begins to fail real quick. Like flashing fail. Right. Here's where you go. Like, all right. So the first one was like, you know, kind of. Right. There's one light like blinking. This one, there's a several lights blinking. Right. It's all on your own power that you have the power to determine what happens to you in this life. And so if you have the power to choose, you're going to do good, then therefore you have the power to then choose yeah. what's going to come back on yeah. you. Right? Yeah. So it's it definitely, all on your own power. It's all on your own power, for sure. So so definitely starting to fail more on that one. Here's mm-hmm. the one I think that it just completely implodes in, um, the demonic one. I mean, in other words, you-centered. So is it is it holy? That would be true wisdom, that it's God-centered. Or is it, or is it demonic, which means it's you-centered? It's you centered for sure, 100%. right? Because because yeah. it even the statement even implies that the reason you are doing good is so that good will come back to you, right? I mean that's that's what it implies. Yep. And so like that's why I was saying before when we first started, I was like, how about just do good? How about yep. like how about like just be godly and do the right thing because um, God wants you to, right? Or or that honors the Lord no matter what comes back to you. But this one definitely has this feel of well, it's all about me, right? Like everything's about me. And so when I do good, good comes back to me, right? Instead of when I do good, I'm doing good towards other people. Because the implication of the statement is that do good to others, right? And then it will come back to you. Yeah. This this statement is laced in karma. Yes. You know what I mean? We were talking about this before. Yeah. It's completely laced in karma. Like that what you sow is what comes back to you. Mm-hmm. If you do good, then that's putting good energy out in the world, and then that good energy is going to return to you, mm-hmm. um, and you're going to benefit from it. And if you put out bad, then the bad energy is sown into the world, and then that bad is going to come back to you, and everything that goes around comes around kind of thing. That's another way to say this. Um, and to me, that is just incredibly you-centered. And so so this is where I'm thinking about this. Um, do good and good will come to you. I want to go... Christians, have you heard of Jesus? Like, did you hear what happened to him? Right. Right. I mean, I don't know if you know this or not, but um, he did nothing to no one. Right. I mean, nothing. So he, he did, did nothing, nothing but, but good. literal good. Right? Like yes. nothing but good. He did nothing har- harsh or, or sinful to anybody. Right. By the way, that's not just a statement that Christians believe. That is a statement that is believed secularly about Jesus as well, mm-hmm. that he was a good model person, right? Mm-hmm. You even have you have the authorities that, not the Jewish authorities, 
But instead, the Greek authorities who were saying, the Roman authorities who were saying, hey, look, this guy ain't done nothing wrong, right? We find no fault in him. Right. He's done nothing to you. Why you want to kill him kind of thing, right? So yeah. I mean, so as Christians, I, want to, I hear this phrase and I go, well, let's don't put this out in the world. Please, do good and good will come to you. I mean, have you heard of the person we say we follow, right? right? He did nothing but good, and yet the ultimate harm came to him. Right. And so we follow him, which means we should expect that we're going to do good regardless, no matter what comes back on us. Yeah. And we should expect that things are going to come back on us not so good, right? I mean, Jesus Christ literally says, if the world hates you, it's because it hated me first, right? In other words, he's saying there's going to be some tough stuff. Yeah. I mean, Jesus Christ himself tells us, in this world you will have trouble, yeah. right? That even though you're going to do good, you're going to care for people, you're going to love them, you're going to serve them like I did. You're going to mimic your life like mine. Yeah. If you mimic your life like Jesus, then guess what's also going to happen? Bad things are going to happen to you yeah. in this world. There's going to be you know, things that are like that. And, and the, the big part for me is that we follow Jesus. We cannot buy this. In Matthew 16, 24, which I think is a scripture that we all as Christians need to hold to, on to tighter and pay attention to more than we do. Because what we end up doing is we end up grabbing this whole, all you have to do is believe in Jesus and you're saved and you're getting into heaven, Right. That is not what Jesus says, that you just have to believe in him. I mean, even the demons believe and they shudder, right? Like, right. So, so the, the demons know and believe that Jesus is real. But there is this act of having to follow him, right? Like he, when he's calling disciples, he doesn't say, just believe in me. He says, follow me. And so in Matthew 16, 24, Jesus says to his disciples, whoever wants to be my disciple must deny themselves and take up their cross and follow me. Right. What's he saying there? Is he saying, if you do good and you follow me, then good's going to come back on you? No, he's saying, like, you're going to follow me and you're going to do what I did. Yeah. And all I did was serve humanity. And a cross is going to come yeah. in your way, too. It's right? going to be painful. It's going to hurt. Yeah. Like, it does not mean that in this world, good things are going to follow. Now, if you took this statement and you implied it having an eternal mindset, then maybe it could be correct. In other words, you be godly in this world, and then eventually, in perfect, you know, heavenly state, mm-hmm. in the fully realized kingdom of God, that in relationship with Him and the blessings that come from Him will be so abundant, right? Mm-hmm. And so, if you took that statement and you kind of implied it to eternity, it could become true wisdom, yes. right? That's why it's tricky. Yes. Right. That's why these things are tricky, because they got this little sense of this is correct. Right. Yeah. But instead, it's really not um, because it's getting us to focus on here and now our own power and us at the center of the whole thing. Right. Yeah. I mean, Jesus is telling you that if you're going to follow him, you've got to be willing to deny yourself. So you don't do what you want. You do what I want. Then you've got to pick up your cross and you've got to follow me. So you've got to do exactly what I did. Follow me. Live the life that I lived because I. Because I have lived it for you, so now I've modeled it for you, and you know what you have in me, so you do what I do. Yeah. And part of that is bearing a cross. It's pretty crazy. Yeah. So to, to think that in this life you could live by this principle and it actually work, I think is crazy. There's this, there's this scene that plays out in Acts chapter 14 with uh, Paul and the disciples and Barnabas. 
And so Paul ends up um, stoned and left for dead, right? So they think that they have killed him. And believe me, when they left stoning you, they thought you was dead. Then there's this weird little verse, like in verse 21 or so, 2021, 20, where the disciples get around Paul, he gets back up, right? It doesn't even talk about it much. It's just like they've stoned him, they left him for dead. Disciples get around and Paul's back up, he goes back into the city, right? right. And preaches. And then right after that, verse 22, um, he and Barnabas head to a new town. And when they get to the new town, here's what they say in that verse. We must go through many hardships to enter the kingdom of God. Mm. I don't think that jives with do good and good will come to Not you. Not at all. I think that it says do good and whatever going to come is going to come. Right. And there's going to be some hardships and some problems and some things because we are walking the path that Jesus walked. Yep. You know what I'm saying? Please don't. Please look. I know that it sounds good and it sounds right, but the, all that proves when, when stuff sounds good and sounds right, and so we buy it and sell it, all it proves is that Satan comes as an angel of light. All mm-hmm. it proves is that he counterfeits, mm-hmm. right? Whatever God creates, Satan counterfeits. Whenever God is, is doing something, Satan is doing something to oppose it, mm-hmm. and he will create a sweetness to it that makes it seem like it's right. So that it leads us astray. And so a phrase like this, let's think about it like this. Like if this phrase gets us one degree off on our journey, right? On our walk with Jesus, that's the name of the podcast. We should probably use it. Walk with Jesus. If it gets us one degree off in the interim, in the first few steps, that doesn't make any difference, right? right. But in the long haul, it gets you way off track. Yeah. Right. And so if you're a ship out to sea and you change your course by a tenth of a degree, right, and you go another 2,000 miles, by the time you get to where you're going, you are in a completely wrong spot. Right. You can't even see the proper destination once you do that just from being a tenth of a degree off. And I think that's what these phrases do, right? Yeah. That's what these nuggets of false wisdom is what James would call this. I think that's what they do. Yeah. They get us off track just a teeny bit. And so this idea, this concept of karma Seems like it would play out to be, if I live this way, if I follow this principle, that I am going to end up where I'm supposed to be because I'm living a godly life. Right. But what it's doing is it's getting you off just a little bit. And then in the end, you're way off track. Because now you are doing good specifically for the purpose of it coming back to you. You don't know what to do with problems and, and issues when they come along. right? Yep. So as a Christ follower, if you follow this premise, what do you do when bad things do happen to you? What do you do when trouble comes? What do you do when there's issues? What do you do when there is extreme pressure on you and your faith walk um, from the outside world? What do you do when your message of Jesus is not received? What do you do when you are criticized for it or worse than criticized when you are air quotes here crucified for it? Mm -hmm. What do you do with that? Because you kind of built it on this false wisdom of, well, good's supposed to come back to me if I do good, and right. it must not be working. You know what right. I mean? Um, the bottom line is here is Jesus did the good for us. And so what does come back on us because we follow Jesus is the good. Yeah. But it's not, it's, it's not laced into here and now. Mm. One of the biggest, I think, one of the biggest things that we struggle with as Christians is we get so caught up, we don't even realize it, we get so caught up in the earthly. 
in what's happening right here, right now, that we lose sight of eternity is a whole lot longer than the 78.5 years or so that we have to live on this earth. And Jesus is constantly pushing his disciples back to don't be scared, don't be afraid, fear not, right? Um, Jesus says, look, don't be afraid of the things that can damage the body. Right, you should be afraid of the the, the one that you judge the soul, hmm. right? And so there's a bigger mindset involved here of the troubles and the hardships in this world. They are temporary, short lived, um, and there is a long eternity minded thing that's going on here, right? Yeah. So um, that's my thought. I yeah. think that I don't like this one because it's so selfish, um, and I also don't like it because I find myself very easily following this. Like it's really easy to follow this, yeah. you know. Well, I did everything I could, and so at some point, good's going to come back on me, right? And that just doesn't jive with uh, the Jesus that we follow. So I'd have to go back to, once again, if you are listening to this statement, you're like, there's nothing wrong with it. I want to go, well, have you heard of Jesus? Right. And do you know what they did to him? Right. The only person who ever was perfect was brutally, brutally murdered on a cross for it. Right. It takes me back, like the this is the whole idea of karma. Yeah, for sure. And so, I don't remember who I was talking to about it, but like karma can't be real because all the bad things that I have done came back around to Jesus. Like Jesus, if karma was a circle, Jesus on the cross is stops it, like puts an end to it. Like it's not coming back around; it's going straight to Jesus. If karma existed prior, if it yes, if it even existed, yes, it would have died. There's no possible way that you can explain that as a Christian, like. Great point. Yeah. Great point. But also, think about this. You don't want you don't want this statement to be true. You no, don't want because then there's the opposite side. You of don't it. want karma to be true. Like right. I, I'm, I'm trying to tell you right now, karma is yet another way where we where we focus it when we say it on other people, but not on us. Right. Right. This is one where we focus. Because no on, one's ever like karma's going to come back and get me. It's always like yes. karma's going to get them. And, and then the good stuff's going to come back on me if right. I keep sowing it. Right. Right. You don't want this to be true because, and I know this is not a popular thought. I, I people push back on this all the time. But do you realize how innately sinful we are? Right. Do you realize that we are sinful every moment of every day? Right. And when I say that, people get really upset. Like I was having this conversation one day with my oldest daughter, Olivia, Mm -hmm. and she was like, Daddy, how can you say that we are sinful every moment of every day? That's just not true. I'm not sinful every single second. I'm like, baby, I think you are. I think that we are. I think that we are inherently selfish, and almost every single thought begins with that. And I think that in our thoughts, we are ridiculously sinful, right? Not just our actions. So when we think about sinfulness, we only focus on our actions for the most part, Mm -hmm. right? But in our thoughts, we're ridiculously sinful beyond what we can even comprehend, right? And so like virtually every thought ends up beginning about us and it has to be changed. So that's why Paul is constantly talking about taking those thoughts captive. There's an activeness that has to happen with it. And that does not stop. You don't grow out of it. Like you have to constantly keep taking your thoughts captive because your thoughts are inherently sinful to begin with. I mean, I'll prove to you that we are sinful beyond compare. What is the first thing that you think of when you wake up in the morning? The first thought that pops into your mind, I guarantee you it's you centered. I guarantee you. Yeah. Guarantee it's you centered. 
the first thing you think is, oh, I got to get up. Or I mean, like, or it's the first task you think of, like who's waking up in the morning and the minute they open their eyes, the first tangible thought that they have is God, God, you're so great. Yeah. I'm so glad the first thought that we here. have is about us. Yeah. Every single thing, right? Every single thing. And every single waking moment. I mean, it's literally we are constantly fighting that. And so we don't want karma to be true because we have more sinfulness than we can ever even understand. I'm including me in this when I say this, so don't go right. shooting off no weird emails. <laughs> but like we are more sinful than we could ever we could ever even understand or comprehend, right? Yeah. And so if karma were real, then that stuff's going to be coming back to us at the same rate that we're throwing it out. Because that's right. what we're talking about. Oh, we're yeah. talking about this concept. It's we're done for if yeah, it's we're, coming we're back. <laughs> yeah, if it's coming back to us as fast as we're putting it out there, we're, we're done. Because we have a selfish thought. Because no matter every how thought. much you want to be good, you are never going to be entirely good. Like you can do a nice thing, you can do a sure. good thing for someone, but you will never be a good person. I mean, most of the nice stuff we do for people, we've got our own selfishness in in mind when we do it. Mm-hmm. Even on a certain level, even if it's not fully. Like we want to be thanked for it or we want to be seen as kind or generous or mm-hmm. whatever it is. Like we want to be seen a certain way. Mm-hmm. So we do those things. It's not maybe necessarily always the driving force behind it. You like want to help somebody in general, but there's a little piece somewhere in the back of your head though that is kind of about me. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm just saying we don't want it to be true because literally if we are sinful every moment, then that stuff would be coming back to us every moment. We're done for. Done. <laughs> and that cancels out as a Christian – Karma completely cancels out what Jesus did for you on the cross. If you're saying you're going to have to pay for all the things yes. that you've done, then like you're basically saying that Jesus was on the cross for no reason. None, right. which is incredibly like heretical thing or, to say. Or that that the only way to have anything good in this world is for you to earn it and do it. Yeah, right. Because that's what also it's saying: yeah. do good and good will come to you. Right. Like you gotta you gotta sow the good for good to come to you. Right. Well, we sow nothing but sinfulness every moment right. of our life, and yet we're not smited as we sit here recording this podcast. <laughs> right. right. So there is good that comes back to us regardless of, of our done. sinfulness, and yeah. that's called the grace of God. Yeah. Right. It was total grace and blessing yeah. and favor of the Lord upon those of us, all of us who do not deserve it. Right. right. So, you I mean, if you start thinking about all the blessings that you have in your life, um, the ones that you can even count. Don't tell me that you've done enough good to sow all those blessings. No. I haven't. I mean, I can just tell you. There's no way. There's no way. Yeah. There's no possible way. So no. this one is stupid. Easy. Yeah, that was yes. an easy fail. <laughs> <laughs> nope. All right. Well, thank you guys so much for joining us on the podcast today. Um, we'll be back next week with episode 82, and we'll be getting close to wrapping up the series, I think. Yeah, I think um, we got two episode. more left or so. I think yep. on our original list, we've got two. We got to talk through whether we want to do those two for sure, right. but I think we will. Either way, next week is episode 82, no matter what happens. <laughs> Here's where we're thinking about going. Um, all you need in this life is blank, because people say that all the time. Mm-hmm. You can fill in whatever that is. And then the phrase of it's now or never, mm. right? We're going to talk about that one, too. Yeah. I think they're pretty good. We'll they're probably good do them. So yeah, in other yeah. words, we got two more. Yeah, yeah. So two more of the series. We just process then... through it live. Yes, yes, of course. <laughs> and then we'll roll into a new one after those two episodes. So yep, yep. thanks for being with us today. We'll be back next week, and we'll talk to you soon. See you soon. Bye. Thank you for joining us on the Messy Walk podcast with Pastor Adam Cook. Make sure to follow us for future episodes that will be posted regularly each Wednesday. Have a good day.